single week, I am hosting a new live show called Business Power Hour. I loved the panel presentations we did at the Authentic Seller Summit so much, and I got a ton of feedback that you guys loved them and you loved hearing us just talk about business and chat, and there were so many good takeaways, and it was really fun being live all together. And so I decided to make it into a weekly show. So every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, you can join me inside my Facebook group for a special panel presentation. Today, we are going to play the audio for you from the Power Hour we did last Thursday. If you like this format, come live to the live show. I'll be live every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern in the Facebook group with a new panel of experts talking about a new topic every week. It's going to be really fun. I hope you guys enjoy it. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Hi, everybody. Okay, I'm just going to double check it's working. We look good. Everybody looks beautiful. We're all on camera. We're in the Facebook group. It's all happening. We love to see it. If you guys are here with us live, say hi in the chat so I can make sure the chat is working. I'm going to let our beautiful guests introduce ourselves. This is part of a new panel live show, weekly show we're doing. So I'll be here with three wonderful guests every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, and we'll just be chatting about the real real of entrepreneurship and I just like to keep it like kind of casual and fun and like I don't know I'm just so tired of everything being so serious in entrepreneurship <laughs> land lately I'm like I want to talk to some business owners and like just have some fun and like tell the real truth about what it's like behind the scenes I'm like let's like spill some like real tea around here. You know what I mean? So I'll let you guys introduce yourselves. I'm going to just double check everything's working in the group, but Jenny, you want to go first and then we'll just go around. Sure. Of course. Uh, my name is Jenny Melrose. I run the site jennymelrose.com as well as host the podcast influencer entrepreneur. I started off as a lifestyle blogger with the Melrose family, which I started in 2010. So it was back when dinosaurs roamed the earth pretty much. On the um, internet. Yeah. It's like 2010 was like a different world. <laughs> it was like Kajabi did not roam the earth yet. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, but I sold everything on PayPal. <laughs> right. Um, but I had the Melrose family and I sold that site back in 2019 um, and really started to primarily focus on what I learned over the years and continue to work with small business owners, primarily women that are looking to really better understand how to build a website, grow an email list, and be able to bring their presence online stronger to, in order to increase their revenue. Love it. Love it. Love it. Deidre, you want to go? Sure, I'll go. Hi, I'm Deidre Johnson. I'm the founder of Moms Blog 2. So uh, Moms Blog 2, we help moms start blogs. Um, I started Moms Blog 2 a couple of years ago, and just because I was just frustrated with, you know, I needed something to do. <laughs> Let's just keep it real. As a mom with three boys, I was like, look, okay, these boys are running around now. Oh, my gosh, girl. <laughs> She's like, I have three kids. I'm so bored. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like tired just thinking about that. <laughs> I know, it's so funny because like, how can you be bored? But I wasn't like bored, like as far as that type of bored. I was bored like, okay, I need another outlet. And You're like, you know, I was tired, I was... <laughs> don't get me wrong. Yeah, like bored yeah. and tired aren't the same thing. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, yeah, okay, we got to do something. So, because I you know, also work as a broadcast journalist. So that's what I've been doing for years and years. But I was like, I still need another outlet. And so I started writing and I started blogging. And it was just this great thing that I was able to express myself and able to say, hey, this is what's going on in my life. I still blog about that, talk about, you know, even with blogging, I talk about how uh, moms can do it because you can do it, but, you know, it's going to take some work, of course, but you can definitely do it because if I can do it, anyone can do it. So that's what I do is I help moms start a blog and everything and just try to teach them some things that kind of help them do it quicker. You know, but I, I think it took me a long time. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to talk to you more. And then Sasha, what about you? Well, um, I'm a, not a blogger. I kind of hate blogging. <laughs> I have a blog <laughs> for my professional. It's like a landing page, more like I have a blog on it. I blog, I use chat. G I mean, I'm not chat GPT. I use Jasper to create blog content. I'm one of those bloggers that every blogger hates. Like I get all the page views. I take all of the shortcuts. <laughs> 
I don't focus on ads. I hate ads. I focus on affiliate marketing. I started my business in um, actually August of 2019. In uh, July of 2019, I was on a road trip and I had become obsessed with financial independence probably about six months to a year before that. And I am always been super frugal. I have master's degree in accounting. I was high level um, accounting manager for years. And so I'm obsessed with money and being cheap, grew up super poor. I always became obsessed with the savings part uh, or being super cheap. And then I became obsessed with investing, but I wanted to create a business that didn't hold any physical products of any kind. Cause I, I don't want to have a whole bunch of, you know, um, candles in my house. I, I don't want to do that. And so I wanted to do something for fun. I have small, I did have small kids at the time. I had a baby and a, and a two and a half year old when I started my business and working full time as an accounting manager, three hour daily commute. It was a lot of work, but I wanted three to do Three hour it. daily commute. Yeah, I lived in Austin. Um, it's like God. LA now, but uh, that's that where I'm from. That hurts my body, like thinking about. <laughs> it actually physically did. I have a bulging disc now from commuting three hours oh a day and, and being in the cubicle. So when I um, started my business, I decided to start an Etsy shop selling digital products. And I all, that was in August of 2019. And I just, instantly started making money doing it. So I was selling products that I use for my own personal finance journey. And then I started to blog in December, 2019 to try to drive traffic to the Etsy shop. And you know, you do it, you SEO optimize everything. And then it's so slow. And I was like, I don't care about this anymore. <laughs> about Two months later, and I just grew it incrementally to be able to bring people to my professional persona. And I started to focus on affiliate marketing for my blog and doing Pinterest pins for affiliate marketing. I started getting quick returns that way, affiliate marketing, and then having an Etsy shop and then took all that and started creating courses and commercial use PLR products to help level up people to where I'm at now. I scaled real quickly. I made six figures when I took it full time because I was a uh, person who fell victim to the pandemic. They cold middle management and I was like, go because my daycare couldn't legally operate. So they cut the cord. And I was like, well, I don't want to work in a cubicle anymore. I'm done with this. So I scaled up my business last year. My first year in business made over six figures. I made almost $200,000 and uh, just doing Etsy and affiliate marketing and being the worst blogger there is. And it's worked out. I love so that. That's, that's like what I do. <laughs> so I feel uh, this topic of this session really appealed to me because it's really important for people to understand that you don't have to have everything figured out to start a business. You can just kind of stumble into it and just take your failures, reframe them and, and just roll with it. You're going to fail so many times and do stuff so stupid and so wrong and just like, just look like you have no idea what you're doing and it's okay for people to do that. And I feel like anyone can be successful if they just put in some time, sweat, equity, a little bit of grit and just don't ever give up. And that's why that this topic really appealed to me. Go off. Yes. I love it. I love it. I'm so excited to talk to all of you because I think, you know, all of you, I don't think like any of us had any like online business marketing experience, right. Before we started our, our businesses, I was a social worker and like my background is in psychology. (laughs) Like, I'm like, I have a lot of background in like trauma, (laughs) but like, I didn't even have social media. I was like, I didn't get an iPhone till way after everybody. I didn't even have like Facebook or anything. I like took, I took kids from the juvenile detention center camping in the woods. That was like my job right before I ever did any of this. So it's just a whole new world. And I think it's good for you guys to hear if you're like at the beginning that we felt like how you feel. Right. And I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on that, about what it was like for you in the beginning. I think it's easy for people to look at like what we have now. I just said this in the mastermind. I was like, I feel like people look at what I have now and they're like, well, she doesn't have to work that much. And she is doing like multiple six figures in sales. And she has this membership site and like, but I'm like, but like, I've been on the internet for seven years and I like, didn't know what I was doing either. And I used to talk to nobody and nobody came to my workshops. And like, I did webinars where the tech was wrong and didn't work, or I messed up my email list or like, I've been through, we've all been through all of that stuff. And I think I really wanted to have this conversation with you guys today, because something that has been frustrating me lately is just all the flashy big number success stories and the $20,000 months and the $100,000 launches. And I work with a lot of new 
like little baby business owners and I see them get so discouraged and I'm just like no like this is normal like you know I told them the other day I was like the first phase is like the first phase of business is like your business is a money pit you're like putting money there and it's not making money yet and I was like that's the first phase I was like that's normal and then the next phase is like you start breaking even it starts paying for itself right and then you're in that phase for a little bit and you're like okay well it's not costing me money now but I'm not like still not like doing what I want. And then the next phase is like you start making a little bit of profit every month, right? And then it just scales up from there. And I just want to normalize that journey for people that like, that is normal. It's normal for new businesses to have money go out in like every industry, right? And it's normal to start breaking even. All of those phases are normal things we've all been through. And so for you guys, I would love to hear like what it felt like for you in the beginning. If I know sometimes it's like, hard to even remember but sometimes I feel like it's not even that long ago right like I'm like I still remember that like what that felt like like I remember like sending email and like wanting to puke and like literally like having the lump (laughs) in my throat and it's funny too because I had like all of 15 people on my email list right and I was like oh my god (laughs) that's hilarious I was saying that happened to me when I had 50 email subs actually Liz Wilcox Y'all know her. She has the yeah. email membership. I love Liz. I sent her an email back when I first, I didn't do email marketing at all until I'd been in business like a year or two. I was collecting the subs, but I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. Why, why do people care? And yeah, and then she, <laughs> I sent her an email. I was like, Liz, I, I need to send an email. I don't know what to do. Um, I like your emails. You're so approachable. She, I said, I only have 50 subs. She goes, yeah, but that's 50 people who want to hear from you. And I was like, yeah all right, Liz, thanks. And that really pushed me to keep trying with that. So yeah, yeah, we all have that same fear of everything. Like you want to be salesy, you don't want to be sleazy, you don't want to be unapproachable, you don't want to say the wrong thing. I mean, I've said the wrong things in emails and ooh, triggered so many people. And then, you know, you have to figure out, you. it's just a learning experience and like all the different kinds of people in your audience and all this stuff. So it's just a journey. It's a journey. Sorry it's to jump It's a journey, everybody. It's a mic, journey. But just know that I... I'm the kind of person who says what's on my mind. I don't mince words. I get in trouble for that a lot. And I do one-on-one coaching for Etsy people. And a lot of people vibe on that energy. They're like, yes, I love it. It's aggressive. I want that. And then especially when you hire a coach, right? You're like, you're like, let's go. Like, let's do it. But then some people, they don't like that. And they're like, I want someone who's going to coddle me and help me and hold my hand the whole time. Sometimes you just have to say, you have to let go, you know, but so it's, you know, you might not have the personality and you just got to kind of just say, this is who I am. I'm not going to pretend I'm someone else. This is how I'm going to do it. And I'm confident that I'm, what I bring to the table is going to serve people and help them. So, yeah. So you just have to work. Through, I think it's mindset in the beginning. Like you're going to fail and you suck and you're losing money and everything's terrible and, and you don't know what you're doing. And yeah. And so what I did in the beginning is I didn't want to lose money. I created a spreadsheet. I'm a spreadsheet person. And I wanted to break even with my Etsy shop, start making money. And then at 500 sales, I actually, I made 500 sales with all free tools. I use Canva free, all of it. And then I started to invest money. It was Adobe um, Acrobat Pro DC to make fillable forms. And then I actually created a course on how to use Adobe Acrobat Pro to create fillable PDFs to make more money selling printables. And that was the first course I made based on my own experience. And I, I, what I did is I created the social proof that what I what I'm doing makes money. And then I created courses around it. So I'll create printables in different ways or digital products. These make money. Create a commercial use PLR pack and a course on how to do this, package it, sell it, help other people make money, and then you grow. And that's how you grow. So if you're serving people and have that mindset, I'm not in it to just make money. A lot of people fall into that trap. You're serving people. And then you'll never feel salesy about what you do because you're helping people make money for themselves and solve a problem. When you so that's that's really, how I started. Yeah, when you have really great valuable products too, I feel like it becomes really easy to be in that mindset because you're like, yeah. I can't tell you on a live stream everything that's in the, my offer, right? Everything that's in my thing. Like I can't teach you everything that's in my spreadsheet. Like it's, I can't organize all your stuff for you. I can give you some tips, right? And there's mm-hmm. products. So it all starts to go really well together. Mm-hmm. Sasha, I have a question for you that I hear a lot. Um, and I wonder if you would be willing to speak to it. And I know there's probably people in the chat. You guys tell me if you're thinking this. I hear people all the time that are like, well, she teaches people how to make money on the internet. And they're, that's like the easiest niche. And like none of the other niches make money. The only people making money on the internet are people teaching people to make money on the internet. <laughs> no, and no. Like, and that's true because I, I thought that too in the beginning. Yeah. But that's why I took a different approach. Because I'm like, it's easy to teach people how to make a printable. Because then, but I don't buy anything 
from anyone. If they don't prove to me, show me the receipts that they're making money. I don't care. You can tell me, oh, I'll help you create a six-figure membership. Do you have a six-figure membership? I don't what about, care about that. But I have a that. lot of people yeah. that aren't in business, though. So I have a lot of people yeah. that are like, oh, be like I saw Christy yeah. on here. Christy teaches people to make like really beautiful homemade gifts, right? And she yeah. teaches them to batch make homemade gifts. So like you can make like a whole bunch of homemade candles, homemade, really beautiful gifts for the holiday. I'm like, or I'm like pitching your course, Christy. <laughs> no, but that's great because I, <laughs> but have, I have a lot of people coach. like that, that are like DIY type people. Like, do you see people like that, that are doing stuff, making money online or are they yeah. all teaching how to me, sell? Me. I make, I make printables and digital products on Etsy. I'm a top 1% seller on Etsy, I make tens of thousands of dollars a year on Etsy in the B2C niche business to consumer. I'm not okay. making that B2B. That's a totally separate business entity for me. And that's where I started. I was obsessed with the goal of making money, enough money on that to support myself individually. I'm married. My husband's an engineer. Like it's irrelevant. Him and I, I, I like, I view myself as an independent woman. Like he's just the, the dude in my life that helps me raise my kids. <laughs> but, but it's good to have a good partner because then mentally they support you and stuff. But that's, that's irrelevant. I'm very independent and I, I put myself through school. I put my husband through school. He didn't put me through school. I got him his degree. I got everything for myself. And so I was like, I want to be, I want to be a successful Etsy seller in the digital product space. And I make tons of money doing it because I figured out how to do it successfully. And that's, that's, those are the people I vibe with. I'm like, I like the people who bootstrap their way to stuff. Like, I'm like, that story is, it's energizing to me. So I wanted people to know, I don't, I don't coach people in the Etsy space or anything like that who who I can't help make money in the B2C niche. I have people who sell craft supplies on Etsy and I help them with SEO and optimization and all that stuff. So I can help them make money. That's my whole goal. That's my primary objective. So like Reese, my friend, she actually makes Reese and she sells them too on Etsy. I helped her SEO optimize her listings, helped her with her photography. And now she's making a lot of money selling Reese on Etsy. And so, yeah. So if you do all the things that you have to do in business for anything you're selling, like SEO optimize, have good listing images, good marketing materials, good branding, then it doesn't matter what you're selling. It will sell itself if you have all those ingredients, right? So yeah. Yeah. So no, yeah. I would see too, I think for those that are listening to and like thinking about I'm B2C, I'm trying to market to a particular audience is you have to know the problem that you're trying to solve. Yeah. Too many of us try to think that, oh, I want to do all the things I want to write about <laughs> this. I want to write about that. I want to create this. I want to create that. You have to start by really honing in on the problem that you know you can solve and solve it well for others. And that way, when you go to do that, you can position yourself within your niche as the one that understands how to do it as the expert and draw those people in that need that solution. Because when you can actually solve a problem for someone and they see a transformation from it, it makes it much easier to sell Mm -hmm. from the standpoint of they're going to put it out there as well and give you referrals, but also it makes it easier for you to talk about because if you don't, you're actually holding information that could help people. So you're being selfish in that way of not putting it out there so that instead of feeling like you're selling something, you're just giving the information that people need and it doesn't feel as salesy. It feels more as I'm helping people with the problem that they have. Yeah. And don't do it for free. Don't help people for free. Charge them a money, charge them money too. So if you are the person selling candles, don't give them away for free. (laughs) Don't do that. And the B2C people do that too much. Yeah. Put yourself in their shoes. Like where were you when you started? What did you need when you started? So if you're in a niche that you love, if you know the people that you're serving, what did you need when you first started? So that's why I think when I first started blog, what did I need? I was like overwhelmed with the tech. I'm like, okay, what is this? Everybody kept telling me, oh, the tech is easy. You can start a blog. It's so easy. Just, you know, start Bluehost, whatever. You just do this. And then I was like, what is this? Like, this is like rocket science. Like, you know, and so put yourself in their position. What do people need that are just starting out like you? That's who you're serving. What do they need? What do, if you're serving the moms, what do the moms need? If they have kids like me, do they have time? 
I didn't have a lot of time. I still don't have a lot of time. So what can you help them with that will help them, like you said, Jenny, that, that transformation that will help them to get there, you know, faster and sooner, but a way that, you know, relates to them. And then I also tell moms, just start somewhere. I think a lot of people get overwhelmed with just starting, period. And I felt that way. I was like, okay, this is going to be too much. Even though I know I could probably do it, you're still thinking in the back of your mind, I don't know if I can actually go through the fear of, you know, failing. I don't want to fail. I just want to create it, you know, start my business, start my blog, and it be successful. You just have to start somewhere and just know that everybody starts from zero. So, Sasha, you mentioned, like, for instance, email subscribers. Not everybody, they start with zero subscribers. Everybody starts with zero, and you just build your way up. Just start from zero and go from there. Yeah, I love that. I want to talk more about the overwhelm, because I think that is a huge mm -hmm. thing people get stuck on in the beginning. And so what are you guys' tips for like people being like, okay, like I hear you saying like, I got to fail. I got to help someone. Like, how the fuck do I do that? Right. <laughs> like, they're going to be like, you know, they're going to like, this is what happens to me anyway. I'll like listen to trainings where I'll like, yeah, like I'm all like excited. And then they go sit at their computers and they're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, what do I do though? And like, I think there's a lot, I coach a lot of people all the time in the mastermind. Right. And there's a lot of like, like, I don't know how to do it. Should I do this? Should I do that? Should I do this? Should I do that? There's this yeah. thing, there's that thing. And then there's the, we call, I call it like the indulgent researching. <laughs> so we get to like avoid risking failure or risking any uncomfortable emotions. And we get to just indulge in all the researching and taking all the courses and buying all the things and like thinking about our business a lot. And a lot of times I'll coach people too. And they're like, they're telling me, they're like, I work like on my business so much. I work all these hours. And I'm like, what are you selling? And they're like, well, I don't have a product. And I'm like, okay, well, what a platform you're on? They're like, well, I'm not posting anything yet. And I'm like, well, what is your email list? You I don't have an email list yet. And I'm, like, I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, what, what are you doing? And I'm like, thinking about your business, like, I think is, is something a lot of people fall into in the beginning. And it feels like they're working a lot, right? Our brains love to do this where it like feels like we're working really hard, but I'm like, you have to look at your output. <laughs> like how much are you outputting? And so I'd love your guys' tips on like, how, how would you, how, what would you tell someone that's stuck in that cycle of indulging in the researching, mm. Right. And they're thinking a lot about the business. It feels like they're working really hard, but they're outputting little to nothing in the actual business. Like, how do you get, how would you advise someone to like switch out of that? And did you guys ever go through that at all? I think for me, it's the positioning, understanding who you're trying to serve, how you're trying to serve them and what makes you unique compared to everyone else out there. So one of the things oh, I always tell people way. is like, look at your past experience. Were you a former lawyer? Were you a former accountant? Are you a mom? Bring those experiences and who you are into your brand and what you do, because it's going to make it easier to then figure out your audience. Once you know your audience, now you can start to do the keyword research. Now you can start to figure out what platforms are they on? What, where can I consistently create content? And that answer isn't the same for everyone. Some people want to start on YouTube. Some people want to start with a blog. Some people want to go to a podcast, but where can you consistently create content that is going to attract your audience and help them so that you can start to show them that you can bring them value. You have to have that engagement with your audience in order for them to then decide, are they ready to buy or are you ready to put out a product that's going to be able to solve their problem? They need to get little tiny tidbits of information from you so that it builds up that sense of trust with you and creating that consistent content is where you're going to start, but knowing that audience, not trying to capture every single person that's out there. Too often I have clients that will say to me, well, I'm a life coach and I want to work with everyone because I can help everyone. Oh well, yeah. I'm sure yeah. you can but you're not going to appeal to every single person. Talk to the people that you can talk to. So if you have experience with ADHD and also parenting or foster, like you're going to use that as part of your experiences and your examples. And those people will be attracted to you because of that. And it will make it much easier to narrowly create your content and not be all over the place. I think that's the biggest mistake I see as we want to create content that's just every which way and answers every single question narrow it down and really know who you're honing in on yeah the riches I'm are in the niches the riches are in the niches <laughs> yeah, everyone remember that yeah so okay so when when she uh jenny referenced 
speak to your audience. So the people I coach, a lot of them are just budding mompreneurs and stuff. They don't have an audience. They have nothing. So if you have nothing, you need to, you can decide which track you want to go. Do you want to do YouTube? Do you want to do a blog? Do you want to do an Etsy shop? I say Etsy is a really great testing ground for stuff because it's, you can do everything for free for Etsy. You don't have to buy any courses. You can, if you want, you could go to the university of YouTube. You can try to do it for free, figure out how to create one single thing. You only need one product to start an Etsy shop, create one digital digital product about your zone of genius or something, you know, like what Jenny was referencing. Like, let's say you're a therapist and you really know child therapy. You want to create like a, um, a daily gratitude, uh, journal insert for children. You create that one page product, you list it onto Etsy and there you go. You've just started a business. And then Etsy, the, the relationship you have with Etsy is they bring you the traffic. Then you can start to build an audience because you can put an email opt-in within your description. And then people can start to join your email list. They get more aware of who you are. Then you can start to build your audience. And then at the same time, Let's say you want to go and you start to sell stuff on Etsy. Your B2C stuff is doing really well. And you go, okay, well, I'm doing really well. I want to help serve people who want to also start a business like mine. Then you you reach out to the people who are bigger than you and you ask them to be your mentor. People love to talk about themselves. So always ask people like us questions because you'll get free information because people love to talk about themselves. Yeah, we're literally doing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't pay them to come here. No. And so <laughs> I was like, I actually put myself out there. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was putting myself out there as someone who is top 1% seller on Etsy in the digital product space. And then there's people who are bloggers, like all three of you who vibe on that. They're like, oh my God, someone who's actually been successful on Etsy. And then people start to come to you. And so people started to come to me and wanted to to hire me to freelance. I mean, I, I charge people a hundred bucks an hour to help run their Etsy shops and help them learn how to make digital products on a one-to-one basis now. And that's because people ask me to do freelance. My time, I only have so much of it. My rates started to go up. And so people start to come to you when you start to talk about your successes. It's okay to talk about what you're good at because then someone might want to buy your time to pick your brand. And so just don't be afraid to talk about yourself. That's how you can build yourself, build yourself as a knowledgeable person, but it can always just start with putting one single product on Etsy to start building your business for free. It's just sweat equity. All you need to invest is your time. And it's not, it's not as hard as you think. And that's the baby, the baby, the basic, the people who just want to do something. That's where I recommend starting is like somewhere where there's a platform that'll bring you traffic. If you want to be a blogger, put some pins on print on Pinterest or something somewhere that brings you some kind of traffic for free to where you're starting to understand what's working and not working in your business and start to, yeah, start to figure out how you can get those people. Where do those people hang out and how you can bring them to you? Yeah. You get clarity on what to do by doing. So I love that you said that. And like, my advice to people is always like, your brain is going to tell you, I don't know how, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. Cause your brain is programmed to conserve energy. It's like a survival instinct. We still have in our brain. It's like, I don't know how, like, I, we just can't do anything. Sorry. guess we have to go watch Netflix. Like, right. How often have we all done that? Where it's like, oh, I thought I was going to do all this work. And now I'm on the couch all of a sudden, like what the heck happened? It's just how our brains work. And so when your brain comes up with like, I don't know how the thought I teach in the mastermind is like, I'm just going to do this one thing. And I'm like, you don't know, have to know how to do all of it. You just have to be able to think of one thing you can do and do that one thing. And then you go to the next. Um, Deidre, I'd love to hear from you too. Like, what advice do you have for people that really feel like that overwhelm you were talking about and feel like, I don't know what to even do or how to even start. Like, what do you advise people kind of do to get started? I say, um, start with your passion. You know, what are you passionate about? Everything goes back to that. Like, if you don't love to be on video, then don't be on video. If you don't love to write, then don't write. Like, people will tell you every all the stuff that you have to do to be successful in business. But what do you enjoy doing? If it pains you to do, like, YouTube videos and stuff like that, then don't do it. But if you love to write, like, I just love to write, then I can just write a blog post. You know, it won't take me any time at all because I just enjoy writing it. Go back to what your passion is. What are you passionate about? Because whatever you enjoy doing, 
things, people are going to see that in you. You know, if you try to like do something that you're not really passionate about, people are going to see that and they're going to be like, oh, I can tell she's just kind of like getting through this. She doesn't really like this. You know, like for me, you know, I love to write. I, I also don't mind being on camera and video, but if that's not your cup of tea, then do something else. And that will help you because you're going to need that passion to make it through with your business. I tell people, a lot of people will say that, you know, start your business, you know, then you work your way through and you'll be successful. No, this is hard work. No, you're working hard. You are sacrificing your time. I have had so many late nights. I was up last night, like two or three in the morning. That's just how it is. I've got, you know, three boys at home. I put them to bed. Then I go maybe have like an hour snack break and Netflix break, as you know, they said. And then I got to go to do my blog because that's what I'm passionate about. So it's going to be hard work. It's going to be a lot of late nights, early mornings. But if you're passionate about it, you will see, you will reap the rewards. And you just have to find that one thing that you love. Don't get like kind of, you get overwhelmed a lot of times with like all the courses. There's a lot of courses, there's a lot of things to learn, there's a lot of things to see. A lot of people call it like the shiny object syndrome. Oh, I have that like all the time. So try Me not too. to get caught up in that. <laughs> like there's always something new you can learn, but just try to say, okay, I'm going to learn maybe one thing. Learn, maybe I'll focus on one thing this month that I'm going to focus on. The rest of it is going to be on my business. So that keeps you focused on what your actual focus for your business is. So you're not getting overwhelmed with everything else. And then sometimes, honestly, if you're following a lot of people via email or you subscribe to a lot of people, sometimes you have to like cut down the noise and not read all those emails. I know that's hard to do because you want to hear from every single influencer and every single person that they're doing. But for me, I found it overwhelming because I was like, oh, they're doing this, they're doing this, they're doing that, doing doing that. What am I doing? You have to focus on yourself and what your goals are and your passion. And that will help you to get to the next level. Yeah. And don't try to do everything at once either. I was saying this the other day too. I really think the beginning, the learning curve is the steepest. Like I'm always learning and trying new things in my business, but there's never a time where I just like, don't know how to do anything. <laughs> like in the beginning where it's like, you don't know how to build a web page, You don't know how to do a landing page. You don't know how to make a graphic. Like you don't have, know how to write an email. Like you have to learn everything. Mm -hmm. And I just want to offer, if you guys are in the beginning that is the biggest hurdle you're going to have to climb. Cause once you know, those skills, you have them with you forever. And so like, we're learning like a new program that's going to help us with podcasts, like blog posts and stuff. Right. And I'm having to learn how to use that, but it's only one program. It's not like I have to learn how to do everything again. So I just want to offer to you guys, if it feels like the learning curve is steep, it's because it is, if it feels like it's hard, it's because it is, but it's not going to be like that forever. Like the amount of stuff you have to learn eventually it kind of levels off where you're like oh I know how to like go in check my email send an email to my list and post on Instagram and it might only take you like 20 minutes to do all that whereas in the beginning that might take you weeks to be able to figure out and so I just want to offer like if it's slow and hard like it be like that in the beginning <laughs> Yeah, and, okay. and it's worth it. I would say also it's yeah. worth it, you know, as I'm going to talk like from my mom again, because we can do anything. We're super moms. We're super women. You can do anything. You put your mind to it. Just say, I'm going to do this today. I'm going to get done. If you do well with lists, I do well with lists because otherwise I'd be all over the place. One, mm -hmm. two, three. These are three things I'm going to get done today. I'm going to write a blog post. I'm going to post to Pinterest. Then maybe I'll send, you know, maybe someone to pitch for a podcast. That's three things. Just try to get three things done. Try to make it simple and you'll feel like you're really achieving stuff in your business and that will take you farther. And it's so worth it. Like when you get that first email, when someone says, hey, I love your blog post. You're like, what? Like someone is reading my blog post? Like you'll be just so excited. And just imagine how many more people are reading that and how many more people you're helping along the way. It's amazing. And there's super monetizable skills too. I love Sasha's example. And I, I think Jenny is an example of this too. Like we built these skills and learned all this stuff. And now people want to pay us to like learn, right? Like people, if Jenny wanted to be like a copywriter, people would pay her to write their emails or people would pay like Sasha to run their shops. And like, these are all really, really valuable skills. Like the world is changing a lot. None of this stuff even existed when like I went to college, right? Yeah, I didn't no. have any of that. <laughs> so it's like, these are very, people want help with this stuff. Like knowing how to grow an Instagram account, knowing how to post stuff on there. Like, even if you end up making an Instagram account and you pick something and you're like, I actually don't want to teach about this, but maybe you learn the skills of being able to manage an Instagram account. Like now you can like become a social media manager or manage mm -hmm. other people's accounts. And it's like really wild, the amount of opportunities, like you'll see open up when you're in this space and you do things consistently and people see your work. Like, 
I really, really do think people underestimate the opportunities that come when you understand internet marketing, like all of the brick and mortar businesses are going to need people to do this stuff. Like restaurants, even people in your local town. Like I look at like all of the, the restaurants here and I'm like, oh my God, their websites look like they're made from 1997. They do. And I was like, if I, <laughs> I'm always like, if I ever get down, like real, like something happens, I'm like, I'm going to go door to door and just offer to like, I'm going to sell like social media website packages for 500 bucks a month. Right. And I'm just going to get 10 clients and that'll be my business. <laughs> so yeah, always like exactly. that's like always been like my little backup plan. You guys can borrow that if you want. But it's like <laughs> you have the ability to do stuff like that when you have these skills are very, very valuable. So where what do you think are like thinking about that? Like what do you think are the most important things for people to focus on when they start? Because there is so much, right? Like well, it depends, how do they pick? right? Yeah, well, it yeah. depends on what you're doing. So for me personally. Yeah. When, um, Deidre was speaking of starting a blog it, it it's excruciating. Like I thought I was technically inclined being an accountant, you know, having automated processes and spreadsheets. But then when you go to build a website, it's excruciating. You're like, Oh God, this is so needlessly hard. And yeah. so, but in the beginning <laughs> I wanted to master cause I knew I wanted to sell printables. It was kind of like my backup plan. If, if I tried blogging and didn't work, cause you know, it's, it's a long game that I'm, I always have the Etsy shop I can make money on. So Canva was the number one thing I focused on. Number one, it took me nine hours to create my very first printable, which was a, a savings tracker. If you look at it now, I can make it in 15 minutes, but it took me nine hours. And then I wanted to just master that and, and then create templates to use to turn into new things. So mastering Canva was number one. I didn't care about SEO, anything else. It was that. And then I mastered um, how to use E-Rank and the SEO research tools because I want to do market research, keyword research before I made anything. Because if you're just making stuff without doing any research, you're doing it for fun. It's not a business. It's a hobby. So you have to kind of understand how to use these tools to make, if you're wanting to monetize your hobby, which was for me making digital products. So for that, for me, it was just mastering one thing at a time, like Canva. And like you said, the learning curve in the beginning is it's excruciating and it's excruciating. But once you get to the top, you feel like a goddess and you want to destroy the world. And you're like, I'm awesome. And so just know that it, yeah, it's, it's just do that, do one thing at a time and master it and you will be successful. Just focus on the goal of mastering one thing at a time. I love that. What about you, Jenny? Where do you have people start? If it's like, I have no skills, I have a dream of having an online business. This was literally me <laughs> some years ago. I'm like, I live in a tent in the woods. I'm going to have an online business. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> but where would you tell someone to like get started? So I think it's important. Like when we, some comes into one of my programs, we have an actual like kind of pathway that they can kind of look at and see where they are in their business. And I think one of the first questions we always ask, is, do you understand keyword research? <laughs> uh, because I think so many people hear keyword research and they get scared by it. They think, oh my God, this is like a huge thing. And this is SEO. I don't understand what this means. And really keyword research just comes down to what are the words that people are using to find what you're going to talk about, to find the problem that you're going to solve, to find any of the content that you're going to have. And I think once you start to understand keyword research, everything becomes easier because now you're attracting the right people. Now you can start to figure out, okay, how am I going to grow my email list with these people? And what can I offer them in exchange for their email? Because I can't just say, let's get on my newsletter because you're going to be afraid to send a newsletter because you're not going to know what to send. So actually having an opt-in where you can give them something in exchange for their email and it being in line with the problem that you solve. I think once that's why I always go back to, it's one of the first steps that I have people understand is that positioning and the problem that they solve for their audience, because then we can start to look at, okay, here's the keyword research. This is what we're going to start talking and creating content about regardless of the platform, because everything now pays attention to keyword research, even Pinterest, it matters on Pinterest, even um, where it didn't used to. So understanding that piece and then growing something other than just social media, because I know a lot of people get that shiny object with, oh my God, I could get on Pinterest. I got to do Facebook. I got to do Instagram. No, you got to grow your list first, not build your business on rented property, which is what social media is. And yeah, I don't use any you... social media at all. I don't do it at all. I only have an email right. list. That's it. I don't you run can... ads. I don't have any, I've never run one ad, only yeah. email list. And then you doing perfect SEO. That's free traffic, free money. So yeah, that is so important to master that. And it's, I love what you said too, Jenny. And I think a lot of people misunderstand that, that like the keywording, like 
it's important on Instagram now too, and Pinterest and TikTok and Facebook groups, like all of that stuff is keyworded. And it's like just understanding a little bit, at least like how people are going to find you um, and how the platforms work. Right. We just teach, like, I just teach like one lead gen strategy. So I'm like, you got to pick one way people can find you one way to nurture them and one problem for one person to solve to a hundred thousand. I'm like, once you get to a hundred thousand, we'll hire you a VA. You can like multitask and like do all your multi-passions or whatever. But I'm like, until then just solve one problem for one person. And well, to go back to what Jenny was talking about too, the reason I teach that is because I think people greatly underestimate, first of all, how hard it is to actually get people results. Like it's one thing to just make a product, but to like get people to actually use it consistently and get an outcome it's like there's a lot that goes into that we're doing a whole month in july in the mastermind about that about getting results for people in your containers and like being able to really speak to people in their language and understand their problems and have great solutions like all of that takes a long time to build and so a lot of people are very resistant to niching down when they come in but i just explained to them like you need to be able, if somebody pays you for something, like you need to be able to get them a very good outcome or Mm -hmm. to build, because all we have in this space is our reputation. And like, that's it, right? It's the most important thing, I think, as far as like, because every lead becomes more valuable because then that person uses your product and gets a result. And now they're going to tell their friends or they're going to be in a Facebook group. Like, oh my gosh. I mean, how many times have we seen this about like, um, I've seen people do this for Jenny or like Liz Wilcock. People are like, oh my God, you have to like take her thing. It's so great. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's that's just free referrals for their businesses, right? And that means that lead is worth more money because they're getting a result. Mm-hmm. And so if you're resistant to niching down or picking something, I would really challenge that thinking into like, oh, but I have to like really, really be able to actually get people to save money or actually get people to make take money steps <laughs> to lose weight or actually get their businesses profitable. Oh my gosh, it's so hard to get people to make money. <laughs> People think it's like easier. I'm like, no, this is the hardest niche there is sometimes, I think. Yeah, well, I tell people all the time, just because you make it doesn't mean anyone has to buy it. And that can't hurt your feelings. And so you have to be able to accept that. And then you just really work hard. And your goal is to help people make money. Then, yeah, you in turn will be rewarded with referrals and stuff. That's why the the best thing I do (laughs) is I'll kind of like join competitors' Facebook groups, their free ones, be a fly on the wall. And there's this woman who posted a new product she had put up for her in her Etsy shop, a travel planner. And yeah. this woman wrote a response. She said, Oh my God, how did you create that amazing uh, video to go with your Etsy listing? And your listing images look so good. She's like, Oh, I bought the mock-ups from Sasha Hutchison. And I took her how to create video to sell more vi- uh, digital products course. I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> so, oh, that's yeah, how that's successful amazing. businesses go. Right. Cause otherwise what happens is like, she buys one time she if she didn't get results from that or like it wasn't good she's not telling anybody about that yeah and so you guys just want to think about like having very I'm not saying this to scare anybody but I'm just saying like it takes time to like be really good at what you're doing so solving one problem for one person and getting very very good at consistently getting every person that buys from you some type of result that's hard like that is enough work for you you do not want to be doing five different niches. It's like, that's going to take you forever. So, so niche down, listen to what we're saying. I'm like, help us help you. Like, listen to what we're saying here. What about you, Deidre? What advice do you have for people like to pick? Like, how do I even pick what to do? Like, I don't even know. Like you said, pick three things, but how, this is the next thing. Cause I know, cause I talk to them all the time. So you'll be like, <laughs> pick three things. And they'll be like, well, how do I know what to ha- what three things to pick? <laughs> I say, pick what you can be consistent with. I'm all about consistency. That's like the hardest thing I think for, you know, anyone probably learn, not just moms, but, you know, life gets in the way. Life happens all the time, you know, and so you have to figure out how am I going to keep my business going even when life gets in the way. So if you build that consistency from the beginning, you're going to be like, okay, nope, every Thursday, I'm supposed to write this blog post at this time. So even though life gets in the way, if it is, I'm going to do it in advance so that it doesn't interrupt what's supposed to be done. So I try to teach that from the beginning, because once you have the consistency down, it's just like a habit. It's just like second nature. It makes it so much easier. And you just know on autopilot, I'm supposed to do that. But you know, that is probably the hardest thing I think for anyone to learn. So whatever you can be consistent with, if it's consistently, you know, posting to Pinterest, do it. If it's one pen, two pens. Okay. But be consistent with whatever you're going to do. If it's, you know, doing one post a week for blog posts, 
If you can do more than one, then do that. You know, you have to know like what you can do and fit it into your schedule. You know, everybody's busy. Everybody's got things going on. Like I said, life happens, you know, kids go to the doctor all the time. So you have to be able to have the consistency down. So like if they're going to go doctor, you have an emergency fever with one of your kids, like, oh, well, good. I already wrote my blog post. You know, I already have it scheduled like that. That helps like me just trying to make sure life doesn't get in the way of what I'm trying to do with my business. I like that. Like life proofing your plan. Yeah, Jenny. I was going to add, like, that's so important. The consistency is huge. And then I think as you become consistent, the system you put in place to stay consistent, it feeds up. Yes, there's a learning curve, but you're going to get so much faster at this. The goal is to try to get ahead. So that when a pandemic comes through and you have two kids home and a teacher that is a PE teacher at home teaching PE upstairs, <laughs> you can still consistently create a podcast episode every week. Like it is about that. It's about getting ahead. Yeah. So crazy crap happens. You're there and ready to be able to still stay with it. So I love that, Deirdre. So good. Awesome. Yeah, that's what I had to learn the hard way. <laughs> you know, you think like, oh, okay, I can just do this like last minute. And then, okay, like you said, you get that call. I've gotten those calls. I was like, just when you think everything is going the way it's supposed to go, this morning I can have like, I like hot chocolate. I'm not a coffee drinker because I'll be bouncing off the walls. So I have like hot chocolate. I've got my like Cheerios. Like, okay, I'm going to work on my blog post. And then I get a call from like, you know, the daycare for the school saying, all right, your yeah. son's got a fever. Mm-hmm. At like, you know, nine, nine, like hot chocolate cheerio hours over. (laughs) I'm like, nine, nine point nine. Like, can't we wait till like a hundred point zero so I can get some work done? (laughs) You know, you're just trying to think like, okay, I almost got this done. But if you haven't done it in advance or you have a consistency, as Ginny was saying, you have a workflow, then that won't be a problem because hopefully you've already had it scheduled or already done, hopefully, or it'll be quick to do when you need to. I love that. I got one more question for you guys. And I also, I want to wrap up so I get you guys out of here on time. So maybe you could answer this last question and then just tell people where they can find you. If you have any free goodies they can grab, if we can stalk you on Instagram, let them know all the things, but I'd love to hear from you guys. Like if you could go back in time, (laughs) I have a time machine. (laughs) If you could get in my time machine and go back in time to like you just started the business. It's like the, we're talking like first week, like day one ground floor. Like, what would you say to her at the very mm-hmm. beginning? If you could give yourself like any little pep talk, any little nugget that you picked up, what was like the one thing you would tell yourself? And then where can we internet stalk you? <laughs> uh, okay. I'll just go first. Um, first thing is I I'm so cheap to a fault. Like when I started my business, Cause I, I coach people not to have a digital hoard of courses and PLR templates. You have every intent of listening courses. You have all this intent. Yeah, shout of, out to the of, digital hoarders out there. Yeah. So <laughs> di- for digital hoarders, stop buying stuff, monetize the content you've already got and consume it. But that's not me. I'm, I'm cheap to a fault. And so I coach people on how to not spend all your money without making money is a big part of people who want to do Etsy or digital products or anything like that. So, but to me, I would say to myself, Sasha, you need to invest in Canva, Canva pro. Cause even when I started using Canva pro, wasn't that great, but it was still better than the free version. I'd say get Canva pro. It's not that expensive. You're making $150,000 a year as an accounting manager. Stop being so cheap. And then don't be afraid to get Adobe uh, Acrobat pro DC. That'll be like $30 a month. And you can make products more quickly that are better and higher quality. Just don't be afraid to do those small initial investments. Don't commit to like an annual subscription or something. Do like the month to month plan that you can turn off if it's not working. And just don't be afraid to spend a little bit of money to make a lot more money more quickly. That would be what I would say to myself. Don't be afraid to spend a little bit of money to make more money, but you have to have a plan for getting that ROI, yeah. you guys. You can't just like spend. Sometimes I see people, and I've done yeah, times do where it's it. like I have a problem. Let me just throw some money at. <laughs> yeah, I see people drop. Someone the other day like said, "Hey, I want to build out a funnel and have like a course and all this stuff." I said, "Oh, okay. Well, what's your website? I'll, I'll take a look and tell you what you know. I think you could do." Oh, I don't have a website. I don't even really know what I want. What I want my course to be. And I'm like, don't spend money yet. You know, like don't buy don't do the it. $750 Thrive Cart. Don't do it. Don't buy the annual lead pages. Don't do any of that. Please, just stop yourself because I feel like also people dump a lot of money on their online business, and then they'll get um, 
paralysis analysis. They're like, I spent all this money on this stuff to build out funnels and this and that and the other. So they'll spend too much money and then they'll start feeling guilty. Like I haven't monetized this huge cash outlay. I feel guilty that could have been spent on my kid's summer camp program or whatever. And and that shuts you down. So yeah, just spend spend a little bit. Spend in proportion to your nervous system regulation. So like, if you know, like if you're in the money pit part of the business where there's not money coming in yet and you're learning these skills, if you know buying a thousand dollar course is going to send you into like friggin' freak out land. And we're just going to spend months thinking about like, Oh my God, I spent this money. And what have I yeah. done? And I don't know what's happening. What if it doesn't make money? Don't do it. Yeah. That's not good for you. <laughs> like yeah. spend in proportion to your nervous system regulation. You have to be able to make the decision, right? Like I, I've been using this example, but Matt and I just bought a house. that's going to be like an Airbnb, right? And we made the decision. Like we're putting this amount of money. This is the amount of money we can afford to risk. Um, this is like what we think the return could be, right? And we fully expect for it to take time to pay out, right? And we're like, we're going to put this money over here. Eventually, we think it will make this. If it doesn't, like, we will be okay. We have another yeah. plan for that too, right? But it's like, you make business decisions like that as an investment. Like, if mm-hmm. I put this money over here, do I think it will grow? How long do I think it will take? Of course, you never know. You have to make as a business owner, it's you a just calculated business decision, yeah. but that's a calculated business decision versus like, Oh my God, if I don't buy this course, I don't know if I can be successful. Let me get in this launch. Or it like, will oh literally God, always go they... back on sale again. Yeah. We, it Everybody's will. going to launch me. again. Trust yeah, me. No matter what Friday, they have, they will do yeah. a, the next one might even be better. Right. Or yeah. like, Oh my God, if I don't get Kajabi, like so-and-so has Kajabi. And if I don't get it, I'm not going <laughs> to, that's not a calculated business decision. So like, don't be afraid to make calculated investments. I think that's like a super good lesson. Where can we stalk you? Where do we find you? Okay. Well, I I do. I mean, I have an Instagram. I'm not active on it. I really only have an Instagram account and be totally honest because I do summits and stuff and I'm kind of contractually obligated to post a few times on social media. So your email, should we get your email? Get on my email list by going to my blog, yourfrugalfriend.com yourfrugalfriend.com. And the freebie that I'm giving your group today is beginner's guide to affiliate marketing. That is when I first started my business, like I said, it was an Etsy shop. And then the second thing I did was I said, okay, I've spent money now on a few, like a course I liked. And then like another little product I like, like, like a Liz Wilcox, how to do email marketing thing was like the second thing I ever bought. And I was like, okay, I really like this. How can I make money on it? And when I learned more about affiliate marketing just by YouTubing and Googling, I learned that people are making these products and courses and they will pay me 40% commission of the price of the course to sell their course for them. So I didn't have to make anything. I just talk about it. Um, I review courses on like YouTube. YouTube's free to use. You can just make a video on Loom for free reviewing something. So it's a beginner's guide to how I started up affiliate marketing for myself, promoting products and courses I love. It's a super great way to add a passive income stream to your life and just promoting stuff you really love. And I made I'm last year, that, like, cause I've been meaning to add, I mean, we have affiliates for my, you should be an affiliate for my membership. I, I should, I don't membership. think I, but yeah, I made $20,000 last year passively doing affiliate marketing from review Wait, videos. How much, how much money do you think you've made? Like doing affiliate marketing? I've been doing it for only two years and I made like $45,000 just promoting products and courses. Mm-hmm. I like That's just, amazing. just, and this is stuff I, I really enjoy. And so I'm like, I, I, like this information. The thing is I get review access now to a lot of products and courses because people know that I will actually thoughtfully go through and implement the things in their course. I didn't know people didn't do that because I took like someone's notion course. I made a notion template. And I was like, okay, it took me a whole weekend to do this. I really like this, that, and the other. So, like, oh my gosh. And so I get review access to so many things now. I can't even do it all. But, um, if That's I really nice. like something I get review access to, like I got review access to how to make escape room games for, to sell on Etsy. And this is a huge, oh, that's niche. cool. Yeah, yeah. People are making a hundred thousand dollars a year selling these. Yeah. There's and so, so many interesting like business ideas. Yeah. Okay, and so she gave me review her guide. Go get yeah, she her gave me review access. Guide. And you can also just ask people, Hey, can I get review access to your course? Because I want to promote it. And they'll just give it to you for free, you know? So affiliate marketing is a really, really great way to make money on the products and courses that you love. You also get practice doing sales, like without having to make the whole thing, make a sales page. So it's a really, I'm always like the most, I think like one of the best skills you guys can get is like learning how to market and sell things and talk about things and get people to buy things. And that takes a lot of practice for a lot of people. Yeah. And so affiliate marketing is like, I'm like, you know, like for example, like my mastermind has an, it's a membership that has an affiliate program. We do all the customer service. We do all the coaching. Like I hire all the contractors. Like you guys don't have to like 
run the program and make the sales page. Like we do all of that. Yeah. All you have to do is like sell it. So it's good practice. So get Sasha's affiliate guide. Jenny, what about you? One nugget, if you could tell yourself anything and where we can stalk you. I would say treat your business like a business by putting boundaries input. Ooh, okay. I feel like there's a story here. <laughs> it's it the mindset. A or what? <laughs> I would say like, it's the mindset that goes into actually saying I own a business and then also having those boundaries in place as far as like what you're going to be willing to let into your space as far as clients, customers, audience, but also personal family and because when you first start off it is really hard for people to understand what it is that you do especially if you oh, come yeah. from even you once know, you've been at it no me every day my family's like what <laughs> yeah yes. me too. so being able to though articulate what it is that you do but at the same time not being able to just flurry around anytime they need something to go pick up this one or go pick up that one and and like, these are my work hours. These are what I need to do. And obviously you need to be flexible over certain amounts of time, especially during the pandemic or over the summer when the kids are at home, yeah. but having those boundaries in place so that it's easier to get your work done so that you actually start to really focus during that time when you do have your work hour set and then not being kind of distracted by the shiny object or feeling kind of not necessarily put down, but looking at social media and feeling like, Ooh, that kind of sat bad with me. Why am I feeling so bad about myself? Cause you're trying to compare yourself to someone else's middle or end of their journey yes. or where they have come from. Um, so really being able to put those boundaries in place. And when you do feel triggered knowing hmm, this probably isn't the best account for you to follow and knowing when to mute and kind of protecting your own mental health, because we are constantly bombarded with so much information because we are always looking at social media and we need to know when to protect ourselves and when to really start to focus on our businesses. Um, so that would be my tidbit for sure. Is the boundaries. <laughs> Where we stalk you. How do we follow yes. you? Where should we follow um, you? Podcast the, for you, right? Yes. Podcast. You have to sure. follow Jenny's podcast. It's so mm-hmm. good. Yes. I, there's over six and a half years worth of consistent weekly content because that is the one place that I consistently post um, is to my podcast. But I also have a blog, like a pro guide for you guys. We talked a little bit about keyword research and this guide actually will walk you a little bit more into it as well as help you define your positioning. So you can go to jennymowers.com. It's forward slash blogging pro, all one word. Um, and you can download that guide over there. But otherwise, if you have any questions, hit me on Instagram at Jenny underscore Melrose, because I'm always, I'm the one in the DMs. That's the one place you'll get. Nice. That's so awesome. (laughs) And what about you, Deidre? I would say just start. (laughs) That's the the easiest, simplest thing I can say is just start. You got to start somewhere. It took me like a year to figure out what I was going to name my blog. I had like all these names. I thought like I was naming a child. I had like 10 names. I narrowed down to five, narrowed down to three. Took me like a whole year to finally say, I'm going to buy that domain name. And that's how Mom's Blog 2 came about. But I had the idea in my head for like a year. <laughs> so just start. You can do it. I tell my moms, you know, we are the, our worst critics. You can never believe exactly what you can do. You are, we are super moms. We can do anything. We can handle anything. Just like we survived the pandemic. Even the pandemic is over. We're still surviving. There's a lot that a lot of people are going through right now in the world and you're still making it through. You can make it through this. You can start a business and you can make money at it and you can be good at it. You just got to believe in yourself and take that first step. So that's why I say, just start, just start somewhere. You may not know exactly where, but it's really about putting like one foot in front of the other. Just start with one step and just keep growing. Just keep going up those stairs and you'll be amazed at just how well you'll do and just how, you know, your your business will grow. So just start somewhere, anywhere and everything. And I think that that's like the biggest thing I wish I had known was not to just not to doubt myself, you know, not to feel like, I don't know if I can achieve this. I don't know if I can do this. Even though, you know, you have all the tools, you know what to do. You just have that doubt in your mind. If I had just started, you know, just look where I would have been even further along. So just start somewhere and just get going because you can do it. You know, I love that. that's great advice. And where should we follow? Where's like the best place for us to follow you on? Is it the blog or? Yeah. So I'm also on Insta. I call it the Insta. All my Grammys out there. So Insta, I'm at mom's blog too, but then also. <laughs> 
I call them the instas, you know, like the Swifties, there's the instas. And then also my blog, <laughs> uh, mom's blog too, is my blog and everything. And so you'll see, I have a freebie as far as a starter blog checklist. I try to make it very simple. Like these, this is what you need to start, you know, and this is what it's going to cost as far as how you can do it, like on a budget, because we are on a budget, you know, and everything. So make sure you can start it the right way. And then also on my website, I have a free email course, starter blog, free email course that you can just go to mom's blog too, and you can sign up for. Awesome. That's awesome. We'll put the links for your guys' stuff. Like when we circulate this out um, on the podcast and on the YouTube and all that stuff. So if you guys are listening to replay, the link should be below. You guys can find my stuff at faithmarai.com. I have a weekly podcast that I do. We're also doing this live show right now, every Thursday at 2 PM, I'm doing the business power hour, which I think is really fun. Thank you guys for being on. It's only my second time. So you guys are like my little guinea pigs. I very, very much appreciate <laughs> you guys coming on and being here. And I love just, oh gosh, I just love talking to entrepreneurs. I feel like I'm really loving this format to like talk to people live and not just be like in the email with my team and your guys's team and like doing all this stuff. It's like really nice to see actual people's faces. So I appreciate you guys taking the time to come on and be on camera. I know everybody's busy. You guys go follow them. They're the best. They can help you. We've all made a lot of money online. So if you want to make money online, like that's what we all are really passionate about helping women do here. So definitely go check them out, give them a follow, show them some love and that's it. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you. Bye guys. Bye. Great week.